wild to think that we are just a little over a week, I guess about a week and a half away from Thanksgiving today. Uh, it's a crazy, just kind of crazy to think that we are already at that time of the, the calendar. And uh, But here we are, and uh, as I begin thinking about where we are at in this, this time of year, uh, I just, I felt to teach on a subject that is uh, about where is our heart at uh, in, in relation to God and our thankfulness and our gratitude for what God has done for us. And next Sunday is such a special service here at New Life, one of my favorite services of the year, that Sunday before Thanksgiving. And we are going to take that. There's not going to be a Sunday school class uh, as, uh, as far as we're not going to be breaking out of our, uh, of our kids, but we will be meeting here at 10 o'clock and it's a time of thanksgiving, an expression of our gratitude for what God has done for us. And we have some individuals, uh, that will be sharing a testimony of what God has done for them and we'll be singing songs of praise and thanksgiving to Him. And so, uh, I just want to encourage you to be here for that. I will not be teaching a lesson or preaching next week. And so here to here this morning, I wanted to teach on that subject, and we're going to start right here in Psalm chapter 100. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves, for we are his people we are the sheep of his pasture. Now enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Come into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Amen. I'm thankful the Lord. He is good. The Lord, He is a great God. His mercy. I'm thankful for His goodness and for His mercy. I'm thankful for His truth today. Amen. And so, let us enter into His gates of thanksgiving and enter into His courts with praise. Here this morning, I'm just going to teach on this subject, the guide to gratitude. The guide to gratitude. Now, I I feel like being on this subject here today that... uh, I ought to open up and ask this question of, of how many of you are already listening to Christmas music? Oh, we got some hands. We got some hands that are going up right now. And I've heard the debates over, uh, over when the start of the Christmas season should be. And, uh, someone said that Thanksgiving should be called, uh, the John the Baptist of holidays because uh, it's just a predecessor of the greater one that is to come. But I think that, uh, that we should go ahead and, um, and, and maybe separate the from, sheep from the wolves, uh, here today. You know, who, who thinks that you should wait until after Christmas to set up, uh, your Christmas tree and all, all your Christmas decorations? After, I'm sorry, after Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, wait until after Christmas. Until after Thanksgiving. Do we have, we have, okay, got some hand. Anybody in here? It's fair game immediately after Halloween. Okay? We got, okay, anybody already have their Christmas tree set up? I'm, I'm putting my hand down, not me. Do you already have your Christmas tree set up? Okay. 
Yes, I think we have at least one who keeps it up all year round and uh, just put up the holidays of whatever it is uh, throughout the year. Amen. Well, I here today really do want to focus in on Thanksgiving, and I, I do think that this is a a perfect time of season for us to reflect on what God has done in our life, and it, it's such a uh, it may not have roots that are are. Uh, go back to any kind of a holiday or any kind of celebration in Scripture. But I think there's something that is so biblical about Thanksgiving and this holiday because it is an opportunity for us to not look at ourselves, but it's an opportunity to say, I'm thankful for what God has done for me and I'm thankful for what others have done for me. And uh, to just express our gratitude toward others. It's the perfect opportunity really to transform our lives from that of griping and dissatisfaction to lives that are full of joy, lives that are full of gratitude. Uh, Thanksgiving is just a, a good holiday for us to turn that corner and become grateful people. See, I really believe that God wants nothing more for us than to be people of thanksgiving and people of gratitude. Alan Perkins says that a thankful spirit is one of the key distinguishing marks of a Christian. It sets us apart from the world and it makes us different. Psalm chapter 118 verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Was the uh, Ambrose, Ambrose, he was the highly regarded bishop of Milan, just uh, in in the apostolic age. He said that gratitude is the greatest of all virtues, and it is the parent of all the others. That gratitude is a fruit of great civilization. You do not find it among coarse people. Gratitude is the interest we pay the Father for the lives that He has loaned us. If you look at that word gratitude, if you are one who studies Uh, words and the etymology of words, you will see that gratitude comes from the same root word as the word grace. It signifies to us the free and boundless mercy of God, the grace that God has bestowed upon us, that God has given us grace today. And so I am, I express gratitude back to him. Now, Thanksgiving, if you look at that word, it comes from the same root word as think. So that to think is to thank. When you think about the goodness of God, you thank Him for all that He has done. When you think about all that we have been blessed with, you thank God for all of His blessings. When you think, you begin to thank. You see, gratitude is Really, it's, it's not part of our nature and, you know, just who we are as people. And I can, I can illustrate that. If, you know, anything that, that you have, have to be taught is really not part of your nature. Anything that you do without, without being taught is part of your nature. For instance, it's, it's a duck's uh, nature to go and to swim. When you throw that duck into the water, he automatically swims. It doesn't matter how old he is, he knows how to swim. He doesn't have to have a swimming lesson, but it's not a cat's nature to swim. 
you throw that cat into the water, uh, it's, it's, it's going to drown or it's going to at least go crazy. It does not like swimming. It's, it's not a baby's nature to swim. You have to teach a child how to swim and, uh, and you're not just going to throw that infant into the water uh, or else it's going to drown. You have to teach that infant how to swim because it's not part of its nature. You know, anything that has to be taught really isn't part of your nature. And if you have ever had any small children, then uh, you know that teaching gratitude is something that really you need to do. Uh, maybe there's somebody in here. I don't think we have any Billies in the house, but uh, any Billies in our Sunday school. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe... You've had a conversation, you know, now Billy, uh, you, you give, you give him something and say, now Billy, what do you say? Billy drops his head and says, mm-mm. Oh, come on, Billy, what, what do you say now? And Billy's, mm-mm, not, I'm not gonna say anything. Um, give me that. That's what they say. <laughs> give me that. And they, they run off and, and you go and you're trying to teach them to say thank you. You try to teach your child to express gratitude. You have to teach them to be thankful for the things. There's, it, it, and they may then eventually say thank you, but uh, it might sound a little bit like this. Thank you. Without real gratitude in their hearts. Just say thank you and then run away. But at least that's a start. At least it's them beginning on the journey of learning what it means to have gratitude and thankfulness in a heart. And and we weren't born with gratitude. You have to say it over and over. You have to teach this, this attitude of being thankful for what God has done for us and what others would do for us. You see, one of the characteristics of godly people is the ability to say thank you. We see this over and over and over throughout Scripture that one of the chief characteristics of the ungodly is ingratitude. Paul, he said about the ungodly in Romans chapter 1, says this in verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. You continue on there in that passage, but I'm going to skip down to verse 28. Verse 28, it says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. God turned them over to a reprobate mind. And this all started because they were not thankful. Because they were not thankful, God gave them up. It's not that God quit trying, but God said, you were unthankful. That's where it all started. And it turned to a place where you rejected me. A lot of the sins that you see committed today really begin just in that very place of ingratitude. This lack of of genuine gratitude in our heart. That's what the Apostle Paul, uh, he said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. He says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. In everything, give thanks. David exclaims in in Psalm chapter 107, verse 8. He says, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Again, David and David, he writes about thankfulness and gladness and 
uh, of heart and gratitude over and over and over. But uh, we're in, in Psalm chapter 146, verse 2, David vowed, he said, while I live, I will praise the Lord. As long as I have breath in my lungs, as long as I'm living, I'm going to praise, uh, sing praises unto my God while I have any being. It was that same David who shouted in Psalm chapter 103, verse 13. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all of his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. And so we see this importance of gratitude, this importance of having a thankful heart. Let's look at the fact that there are benefits of a grateful spirit. Benefit number one is that grateful people are joyful people. See, most of us, we think that our happiness is determined by our circumstances. If I asked, perhaps uh, on some day, on a scale of one to ten, how happy are you? You might say, well, I'm about a, I'm about a two because my circumstances uh, dictate that that's, you know, I'm, I'm not happy today. We've been taught that our happiness, it's somehow dependent on how well things are going for us. But really, our happiness is determined on how grateful are we. It's really not about what is going on in my life, but do I have this attitude of gratitude in my life? It's how do I see things? What is my perspective? Paul, again, he writes in Philippians chapter 4, Verse 4, and he's writing this, mind you, from behind prison doors. He's writing this letter from prison. And he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. See, Paul, he was happy despite being in prison because he learned gratitude he, he, he gave thanks to God in everything, in every circumstance. It really was about what is his perspective on life. See, happiness, it's not really determined by our circumstances, but it's determined by our perspective. Not by our circumstances, but by our perspective. Happy people are people who learn to be grateful despite your circumstances. So you can be happy when everything is going well, and you can be happy when everything is is seeming to go in the toilet. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. We know that God is still good, that everything worketh for good to them who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And so let's be a grateful people no matter what is going on, even, even if it seems to be an extended circumstance. And I know, I know that this is not or this is much easier said than done, right? It's much easier said than done. But from time to time, we ought to remind ourselves, let's do a heart check and let's do an attitude check. What's the last time that I was grateful? I loved uh, in, our, in our Wednesday night connect classes a couple of weeks ago, uh, in, in my group, we had the Bill Miller. He was sharing about... Uh, Times when you feel like having a pity party for yourself. Anybody ever been there before? Yeah. You feel like having a pity party because things are going wrong and you have all of this. And he said, the, I've learned, what I've learned is that the best thing I can do 
when I feel like throwing a pity party for myself, is to go and to help somebody else. To go out of my way and to help another individual. Number one, I might, I might see, and this isn't always the case, but I might see that somebody else has it worse than me. Now, that's not always the case. It's, and it's not always just about measuring my circumstances against somebody else's. But, uh, but the, the fact that you would go and that you would help somebody and that you would, uh, that you would go out of your way to, uh, to show somebody else that, uh, that you, you want to connect with them and you want to be there for them. There's some, there's some gratitude that begins to take place in your heart. You begin to thank God that we have people that we can surround ourselves with. We have the, the, the family of God that we, uh, that we are connected to. And I'm thankful for that. And I, I just love that. Um, I, I love that about Brother Miller, just how he, he is always there for other people and uh, connecting with others. Amen. Benefit number two. We're going through the benefits of, a, uh, the benefits of gratitude. Benefit number two is that grateful people are magnetic people. It's as if you have a magnet attached to you, that having a noticeable countenance of thankfulness, it improves your witness. You know, people, they don't want to be around a grump. People, people they don't want to be around that, that Christian person who has that sour look on their face all the time. Right? Nobody wants to be around that person. If you wonder why it is so hard to make friends, maybe we ought to do just an attitude check from time to time. Is, is it, am I, am I, mag, you know, am I magnetic? Am I, am I being grateful? Am I showing thankfulness to, uh, uh, not, not just to others, but am I, am I even just showing thankfulness to God? Because when we have gratitude towards God, it changes our, our complexion. It changes uh, the, the look on our face. It changes us when we have gratitude. Uh, I would say, unfortunately, there's a lot of Christians who they come off as being negative. They, they're sour. They're mean-spirited. They're ungrateful. Uh, you know, just, you know, sometimes we act like, like we've been baptized in vinegar. Not, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's the worst thing that could happen for us that we're walking this life with God. But, but no, we were baptized and we came out in new life. We get to praise God. We get to live for Him. This is the best thing that we could ever do. And I am, I want to be a thankful, joyful, upbeat person. I want to show gratitude for every day that I get to wake up. Amen. See, we attract the lost with our spirit. The reality is that when we say uh, that you may be the only Jesus that other people see, it's, a lot of times, the things that they see is you and, and your spirit, the, the way that you conduct yourself. The, that, that's, that's what people are seeing. That's what they're judging Jesus off of. And, and I want them to see Jesus in me. And that comes across, first of all, through how am I, can, how am, I appro- am I approachable? Am I somebody who is joyful? Am I somebody who's expressing gratitude? See, in First Peter chapter 2, verse 12. It says, be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. It matters. Then, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior. and They'll give honor to God when he judges the world. Grateful people, they come across in a different way. Grateful people, they are magnetic people. 
Benefit number three is that grateful people improve relationships. There's one thing that I notice about some married couples. It's that after a while, many of them become ungrateful, become unappreciative of their spouses. That over time, they may take each other for granted. And, you know, somebody, they described the first few years of marriage this way. So that the husband, seeing the wife has a cold, says, oh, you don't look good, honey. You, know, you should go to the hospital. And you know, I, I already have it arranged. And I know that the food is bad there, so uh, I, I have some meals catered for you. I'm going to be bringing them in, making sure that you are all right. The second year of marriage, he says, you don't look so good. Call the doctor. Go, go and lay down. I'll take care of the kids. The doctor is going to be right over. The third year of marriage, he goes and he says, you know, you're not looking so hot. When you're done feeding the kids, when you're done cleaning up the kitchen, I think that you ought to go lay down. Now we get to the fourth year, he says, would you just quit walking around here barking like a seal? No, you're you're going to give me your cold. Would you just stop? And you said, the longer that we become familiar with each other, there's, there happens to be something that uh, if, if we're not careful, we can become ungrateful and we, we can become somebody who is not really... Uh, expressing gratitude towards those around us. We could take each other for granted. To just imagine how much better our relationships would be if we expressed our thankfulness to one another. How much greater can our relationships be if we can really express gratitude instead of picking at each other's faults? Instead of going and looking at those little things that annoy us and, and, and pointing those things out and, and poking at each other. And, and you know, how, how much better would our relationships be if we would express gratitude? See, again, we could turn to Paul. He writes to the church in Rome. It's in, uh, actually, we see this over and over and over throughout his letters, him expressing gratitude. He, he says, he begins his letters many times in this way. He says, first, this is in Romans, how he opens it up. He says, first, I thank my God for all of you. In Corinthians, he says, I always thank God for you. In Ephesians chapter 1, he says, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. When he writes to the Philippians in chapter 1, he says, I thank my God every time that I remember you. When he writes to the church in Colossae, he says, I always thank God when I pray for you. See, Paul, he made sure that he was letting the church know, letting the people know that that he was thankful for them. He practiced gratitude. Imagine how much better our relationships would be if we practiced gratitude. Imagine how much better our church would be if we expressed thanks to one another. Imagine how much better your marriage would be if we put it into practice every day and several times throughout the day to express gratitude for one another. If you went out of your way to show that you were thankful and that you were grateful for who they are, how much better would your relationship with God be if you expressed gratitude? If you put it into practice that every day I am going to express gratitude towards my God. I am, God, I thank you for all that you've done. God, I thank you. Even in, even in spite of my circumstances, I'm thankful for, for who you are. Let's express gratitude because it improves our relationships. Benefit number four is that grateful people are close to God's heart. That gratefulness solidifies your relationship with God. Really, this, I would say, is the ultimate benefit. Someone once said that God, he lives in two places. He lives up in heaven, 
but he also lives right here within our heart. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28, it says, Wherefore, we, re- we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. You know, I you know what I've, I've found to be true in my life is that I found that I, I have an overwhelming need to give thanks. I don't know about you. But I have a whole lot of things to be thankful for. <laughs> There's a whole long list of things that I can say, thank God. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve your grace. I don't deserve your mercy. But I just want to give you thanks today because God, you have always been there for me. We need to have that desire to express that thanks to God for he's good He is greatly to be praised. There's something that's inside of each of us that that ought to be this this, this push to give thanks to God. Just just let Him know, God, You are good. God, I thank You. And when you do that, when you begin to express thankfulness, there's there's never really a time where He's closer than that. When, When He comes close to you, when you begin to express that thanks to Him and you give that gratitude back to God, it says... In 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, it says, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, let's just give thanks. Now, I want to clarify in that you don't always, you don't have to thank God for sending you the the worst day of your life. You don't have to thank thank Him for that, but... In the worst day of your life, let's thank God still. In the worst storm of your life, let's still just thank God that He is still with me. It's not all about, God, thank you for, thank you for doing this. Now, on the other side of it, you may thank God because you realize that He was sharpening you. You realize that through that storm and through the hardship and through the pain that there is, there was a purpose behind it. There was a purpose behind it. And really, if you can even realize in the midst of it that there may be a purpose behind this. And you may have been going through it for a long time and you haven't figured out the purpose yet. And so it's really hard to thank God for what you're going through. But still, while you're going through it, let's give God thanks and let's give God praise. Let's have that attitude of gratitude that we would show to Him. Amen. So our... our uh, lesson today is the guide to gratitude. I've been talking about the benefits. I've been talking about the need for gratitude. But let's let's close this out here today with with some steps on how to develop thanksgiving or how to develop gratitude in our life. Ways to develop this. Number one, quit boasting. See, everything that we have is from God. So let's acknowledge that everything that we have is God's and it's not ours. He is allowing us to be a steward of the things that he has given to us. So it says in Psalm chapter 24 verse 1 that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So when we do this, when we recognize that everything is God's, it reminds us that 
It's a privilege that God has loaned us everything that we have. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it says, For what gives you the right to make such a judgment? What do you have that God hasn't given you? If everything that you have is from God, then why boast as though it were not a gift? The story is told of a, of a poor man who was given a loaf of bread. And he went and he thanked, he wanted to express gratitude. And so he went and he thanked the baker. But the baker said, well, don't thank me. Thank the miller who made the flour. So he went and he thanked the miller. But the miller said, don't thank me. You need to go and thank the farmer who planted the wheat that allowed me to mill it for flour. So he went and he thanked the farmer, but the farmer said, well, don't thank me. Thank the Lord, for he's the one who gave us the sunshine and the rain and the fertility to the soil. He's the one that really needs to be uh, thanked. And then what we realize is that in everything, we need to give God praise. Everything is, is, really goes back to him. And that's why, uh, that's, that's why we have the bread to eat. That's why we have anything today is because God is the giver of good gifts. See, everything that we own, we ultimately receive it from God and we owe him thanks. That's why in James, James chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights with whom there's no variation, there's no shadow of turning. In other words, God, he's not going to change. He's always giving good things. God is the giver of good gifts. He's the giver of perfect gifts. All right, number two, way, uh, the second way that we can develop an attitude of gratitude is to quit complaining. I'd love to put a challenge out there for everybody who is here that for the rest of this year, which sounds like a long time, but that's seven weeks, that for the rest of this year, let's, take a, let's fast from complaining. Right? Yeah. That's a good fast. That's right. I say for the rest of the year, my, uh, the truth is I, I would rather you not pick it back up on January 1. But if you can create that as a habit to not complain, if you can in- install that as a habit in your life, let's, let's not complain. See, Dr. Dale Robbins writes, I used to think that people complained because they had a lot of problems. But I've come to realize that they have problems because they complain. That complaining doesn't change anything, and it doesn't make our situations better. Rather, it amplifies frustration, it spreads discontent, it spreads discord, and it can invoke an invitation for the devil to cause havoc in our lives. See, complaining makes us miserable. Psalm chapter 77 verse 3 says, this is David speaking here. He said, I remembered God and I was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. See, complaining is the antithesis of thanksgiving. Here he was. He, he was in a place of trouble, but now he, he, here he was. He was complaining. But what he realized was, I needed to give thanks to God. I need to give thanks to my creator. 
Complaining is the antithesis of thanks. The two of these cannot coexist in the hearts. The two of these cannot be there with one another. And so I just want to challenge you here today. Quit complaining for the remainder of this holiday season. Quit complaining. Let's just, just try it. Just try to install this attitude of gratitude instead of filling, uh, filing all the complaints. Let's just praise God through the storm. Let's just praise God on the mountaintop. Let's just praise God through everything that we go through. I, I want to file a praise report. I don't want to file a complaint with God. When you do that, it really will change your life. When we begin to praise God and not complain, it it can change your life. It's in Philippians chapter 2. It says, do all things without complaining and without disputing. When you do that, you can become blameless, harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Among whom you shine as lights in the world. You're holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain. I have not labored in vain. So quit being stingy. In order to be thankful people, we need to be giving people. This is thanksgiving. Not thanks taking. It's thanksgiving. We need to remember to give thanks. And this really isn't just a one time a year type of a thing. But we need to discipline ourselves to find something each day to be thankful for. Some way to express our thanks to God. Our gratitude, our gratitude towards God. I, uh, I, I really should do a better job of this myself. But I'll point to my wife who um, has, has made it a habit to... Uh, to in a journal, just just have a gratitude journal, where she will just just write write in that the a list of things that God has done, just a list of things to be grateful for. It's a it's a God file, really. It's this gratitude file that we're just just making it a habit to say I'm thankful for what God has done. I, I'd love to put that out there for you. Just just make a journal. Just have something that you would write in, or some way that you can mark a a. a a way of giving thanks to God, expressing your gratitude toward Him on a daily basis. And so what you'll see is, is when you do that, you are giving, and it's, it's giving thanks, and you're learning how to give. You're, you're creating a habit of giving thanks to God. It's in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. It says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I think always is the key word right there. It's not just a holiday. It's not just once a year. That every day we give thanks. That every day we give thanks. Always I give thanks. In Daniel chapter 6 we read that Daniel he got down on his knees. It was three times a day that we see him praying. And uh, he was giving thanks to God. Now, how many times do we do that a day? I would hope that we make it a habit. I would hope that, first of all, it wouldn't just be when we step through these doors and we come into here and this is the only time that we give thanks to God or this is the only time that we pray. But I would hope that it's a daily occurrence that you would take some time out of your day to say, God, I thank you. Even as David 
or as, as Daniel showed us, let's, let's take three times a day. Or as it's encouraged us in the New Testament, how about we just pray without ceasing? Let's just pray without ceasing. That in all, all things, that all the times we pray, we always have an attitude and a readiness to pray and always have a readiness to thank God for what he's done. I think that if you are searching for a list of things to be thankful for, because sometimes our judgment can get a little clouded. Sometimes our circumstances in life, they, they become so heavy and it becomes so, uh, just becomes dark. And, and you f- might feel as if nobody loves you. You might feel as if you have nothing to be thankful for. But the reality is if you just go back to, to the cross, if you just go back to the basics, you always have something to be thankful for. If you just take a deep breath, or as much of a breath as you can, maybe it's, maybe you can't take a deep breath today, but you just take a breath as long as you're breathing, you have something to be thankful for. <laughs> I would, yeah. I would say that if you're here in America, if you're, if you're here right now, you have access to this right here. You have something to be thankful for. We are a blessed people. We are a blessed people. We are a blessed nation. We have freedom like nobody has ever had freedom before. We have freedom to praise God. We have freedom to come in here and to worship today. You know, the, just the fact that you have a Bible to pick up and you can have this in your hands. We are living, you are living in a time right now that is unlike any other time that in the history of the world that you have access to the Word of God. In, not just in a physical Bible like this, but many of you also could pick up a phone and wherever you're at, so you probably almost always have this with you, and you can open up a Bible and you have that for free right there. You may not even have to read it. You just hit play and it'll read it to you. You listen to it. I, we are so blessed and we have so many things that we can be thankful for. Just killed a fly. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he somehow got upside down on my iPad and was spinning around. We have so many things that we can be thankful for today. Amen. The fact that we have a Bible today, that's something that I can always give God thanks for. If you awoke today and you have health and, and, and you... Uh, are able to, to come in here today and praise God. You are blessed because there's one million people who are not going to survive this week. If you've never experienced the danger of war, if you've never experienced the loneliness of imprisonment, if you've never experienced the agony of torture or the pangs of starvation, then you are more fortunate than 500 million people on earth. If you have food in your refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, $20 in your pocket and a place to sleep, then you're richer than more than 75% of people on the world right now. Close it out with this here today. I found a list of questions that, that you can ask. This is a test of whether or not you're a grateful person. Number one, which do you tend to talk about more? You talk more about your blessings or more about your disappointments. Number two, are you a complainer? 
Are you always grumbling? Are you always finding fault with your circumstances? Are you content with what you have? Or are you always dissatisfied and wanting more? Do you find it easier to count your blessings or is it easier to count your afflictions? Do you express thanks to others when they help you? Or do you just take it that, oh, this was due. In fact, this is well overdue. What about would others say that you are a thankful person? Step back. Ask those questions. Am I a grateful person or not? See, I believe that the iniquity that leads to heart att- that, that leads to heartache is the sin of ingratitude. That there are more sad people in the world today because they feel unappreciated than for any other reason. There's here today, there are wives that are in despair because they do not feel that their husbands appreciate them. There are husbands who feel unappreciated for what they do. There are parents who feel unappreciated. There are children who feel unappreciated. There are church members who feel unappreciated. There are so many people that they feel unappreciated. And so I, I bring that perspective of it so that we can show others, those around us, I'm grateful for you. I'm thankful for you. Why don't we stand all over this place as our Sunday school classes are making their way back in. Why don't we express our thanks to God? Why don't we just lift up our hands all around this congregation here this morning and just give, just, just take a few minutes here today and to give God thanks for all that He has done. Wouldn't you just express your gratitude to Him for He is good. He is great. He's greatly to be praised. I'll just let you do this in your own words here for just a few minutes. Amen. Just in your own words, just tell God how thankful you are. Hallelujah. So I throw up my hands and pray. 